Life Audio. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. And today I invited my friend Nikki onto the show to talk through some things that the Lord has been doing in her life. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my goodness, Rachel. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Nikki, I thought it would be great for you to just introduce yourself a little bit to our audience for people that aren't familiar with you or your work, and then maybe get into a little bit of what the Lord's been doing in your heart and your life. I know you have a new book out, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, sure. So I guess I'll kind of start with like the big picture. So my husband, Chris, and I, we have been married for 23 years. We got married when we were babies and we bought a small foreclosed farm about nine years ago, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we have been raising our three daughters here on our farm. And over the last 10 years was really kind of when I jumped into uh, full-time ministry. I'm always hesitant to say that because we're all in full-time ministry, but as far as teaching and writing books, it's been about the last 10 years full-time. And I have been a part of Proverbs 31 Ministries for about 13 years now. And my husband and I are also right now in the process of adopting three little boys. So life is just looking a whole lot of different directions. There's a lot of transitions in our life that are going on. And one of the things that I always do as a Bible teacher and just as a communicator is I like to take a reader or a listener through kind of what God is teaching me in the season of life that I'm in. I'm never right about like being the expert on anything. Um, So don't come to me for your parenting advice or marriage advice or anything like that. But if you want to know how to to overcoming a hot mess with Jesus all the time, I'm your girl. Okay. So we've been experiencing a lot of different transitions in our life. And so over the last, I guess, two and a half years, I've been studying the life of Moses. And one of the things that I found so fascinating about Moses was other than Jesus, there really is no one else in the Bible that we could study from birth to death to the extent that we can with Moses. There's other people, you know, obviously like David, Joseph and things like that, where we could study, you know, kind of when they were born and when they died, but not to the extent that we can with Moses and Jesus. And so what I noticed was that Moses was a man who the Bible shows us a lot of transitions that he went through. And because I was struggling with transition and I just was feeling lost and like, wasn't sure which direction I was going and I'm in kind of this in-between phase of waiting for our boys to come home and watching our girls grow up and ministry has changed since COVID and, you know, just a lot of different transitions. I just really felt that the Lord was leading me to get behind Moses and to learn some lessons and to study his life 
uh, to see how I could start to thrive in transition rather than just feeling like I was surviving. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, that's what life is. It's a lot of transitions. You know, even when we get to a certain stage, we don't stay there very long. I, I mean, even if as moms, you know, my daughter, she's in college now and I still have these two other daughters at home. I have three girls as well. And so I'm still mom to the younger ones, but this transition of long distance parenting almost with my older one, it still feels like, okay, I'm still like kind of what you talk about in the book. Like I'm still in this place right here, but I'm still having to embrace this new now. And so you talk about that title, your new now. Could you elaborate a little bit about what you mean when you say the new now? Yes. So one of the things I noticed when I was doing a lot of research on transition is we tend to kind of either focus on the past, like where we were, or we focus on the future, where we're going. But very rarely do people talk about the here and the now, like what's right in front of us. And so we can't just keep going through life waiting for the next season to start, waiting for this season to end, because I think what happens, and Rachel, because you're a mom, you can you can totally relate to this example, is we can start to wish life away, right? Like, when my kids were little, I just remember, I cannot wait till they can walk. I cannot wait till they can feed themselves. I cannot wait till they can go to the bathroom by themselves, you know? And we tend to like kind of just wish all those seasons away. But we do this spiritually as well. Um, God has us in these holding places where there's some really important lessons we need to learn and some ways we need to grow and develop so that we can get to the next season and thrive. Because what I've come to understand about moving from season to season is if you don't take care of the struggles and the grief and even the growth that was in that last season, when you get into that next season, it's still going to be with you. So where you are right here and right now is the best place to work through all those struggles while you're waiting on God to either end completely end that season and start the new season or fully step into that next season. Mm, I love that. I know what that reminds me of is, you know, my daughters are all three and a half years apart. And when your girls or when your kids get to be teenagers, I call it like the Uber stage where they can't quite drive yet, but they're out there living their best life and you're their ride. And so, you know, yeah. spend so oh many hours goodness. in the car. Yeah. And so with my oldest daughter, I remember just thinking like, okay, I can't wait till we get through this stage until she's driving herself. I don't have to drive her everywhere. And now she's in college and I don't get to see her every day. And, and I realized that once she started driving, that was a lot of one-on-one time that we were getting that we didn't have anymore. And it's this whole transition out of dependency on mom and all those. And so now that my middle daughter is in that stage, you know, my I caught my husband, you know, and I, it's not that I don't have that sentiment still like, oh, I can't wait till she drives, but I'm not as quick to look forward to that because I recognize how short this time really actually is. And then once she is driving, that is this just another step towards independence where it's another transition in parenting. And so I'm trying to do that exact thing, like really be present in the now and really capitalize on those moments, the, those kind of like trapped moments where just her and I have in the car where I can just pour into her. And so that's kind of what I was thinking about when you're talking. What does your new now look like in the stage that you're in personally? Yeah. So we have been in the process of trying to bring our boys home for the last year. And we've been in the, the full adoption process for five years now. But really this last year, I really landed in this now because we're just kind of at this point now where it's it could be any day now. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of months. Like we just have no understanding of when this point of our process is going to be over. 
It will be over eventually. They are officially our children and they have our last name and all the, it's like a legal adoption. We're just in a really complicated political and just, it's just a really bad, it's just a bad situation that we're in, unfortunately, with where we're adopting them from. But so I've got that part of, and the thing is about transition, you can be in multiple places in your life at once, right? So that's kind of a, a really hard year new now. Like I've been here for a really long time. And I think that's something that we don't talk about a lot. Sometimes we think transition just happens really quickly. But we see with like the life of Moses, I mean, his life is divided up perfectly into 40 years, 40 years and 40 years. And so for 40 years, he spent, you know, being a shepherd and waiting on God to move him to his next assignment. That's a long time. I hope I that long, you know, but then, you know, with ministry, I mentioned before that since COVID ministry has just changed drastically. And so things like releasing a book or speaking engagements, like everything, it's, it doesn't feel the same anymore, right? Like it's this new, it's this new now. And so I've really just been having to spiritually press into this with the Lord and say, what are you doing in this season, this now? so that I don't miss it, you know, because I don't want to just, I don't want to hold on to what ministry was before COVID or just hope for what it's going to be like in five years when, you know, things are, I don't know what things are like in five years, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's just, it's kind of a a strange place. Um, So that's like professionally. And then, you know, with my my daughters, they're they're growing up. You know, I've got college age curls too. They're mine are still at home though. I can't seem to get mine out of the house. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just it's a different it's a different season, and I don't know, I don't know when this is going to end. You know, and so it's really hard to embrace the here and the now. But this message has really helped me develop some good habits and lessons and ways to work through this with God. Yeah. You know, I love that because I feel like we are always in seasons of waiting. You know, like you said, there's lots of different areas in our lives. But, you know, we went through a an adoption process as well. And unfortunately, our adoption, it's a long story, but it ended, it did not end well. I mean, it was a failed adoption. And that was after five and a half years and tens of thousands of dollars. And it was such a long process. And I feel like in that stage of my life for that five, six years, I did constantly wish for what was to come. Like, I don't know that I necessarily recognized the value of that season when I was in that season. Now I do now looking back on that season because I work in global orphan care now and God has birthed in me a lot of things that I wouldn't have gone through. Or if I had not gone through that, I wouldn't have the dedication and the insight and the leadership in this field that I do now. But at the time, I just found myself constantly wishing for that season to end or for that season to be over. And I think that is kind of life for a lot of us. You know, it's really hard for us to stop and recognize what God's trying to do now in this season. And one of the things that I learned was that this waiting time can be training time because these seasons end. I mean, yes, they might transition to a, a different kind of season, but those seasons do eventually end. And I think it's so valuable as you're taking readers through this idea, you know, you have this framework that I want you to talk a little bit about, but realizing that it doesn't have to be just this forward thinking. We can stop and recognize what the Lord's doing in our lives right now. So would you talk a little bit about the framework and the four seasons of transition that you talk about in the book? 
Yes. So based on Moses's life, you know, we can see that it really is clearly broken down into these four different seasons. And obviously, God works through seasons. I mean, the earth itself goes through most places. I have learned this, Rachel, I don't know if you know this, but not everywhere in the world goes through four different seasons. Um, So, but, you know, on the calendar, we do all have four different seasons. And so the seasons, though, that I saw with Moses are ones that we can all relate to with our transitions that we're in. And if anyone listening is like, well, I don't know what kind of season I'm in right now. I don't really know what kind of transition I'm in. We actually have a free resource for you on my website, NikkiCozyers.com slash freebies. And it's called the Which Transition Season Are You In quiz. And so you can go on there for free and take this quiz, this assessment that will help you identify what season you personally are in right now. But keep in mind, you can be in multiple seasons and in multiple areas based on different things that you have going on in your life. So yeah, the first season, I don't know if you want to go through all four not around to that. I think we have name. Yeah. Um, so the first season that we see Moses go through is the transition season of development. And so we look at in the book, we look at his childhood and how much of his childhood prepared him for what he would one day do. Um, kind of his big God assignment to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. So Rachel, I have a question for you. I'm going to flip the tables for a second. Um, <laughs> What is something that you played as a child, like creative imagination play? You know, we would, my cousin and I, like we would be in the backyard for hours and we would play almost like chef. We would make soup, like mud soup and like maybe a leftover carrot for the winter and, you know, grass. And so we would always pretend like we had a restaurant and we were a chef and we were cooking up something delicious out of mud. That's so funny. I love that. I'm not, I've asked a lot of people that question. I've not heard that one before. Well, you know what? We didn't have all the bells and whistles that my kids have these days. So, like, oh, we, girl. I mean, if I, yeah, if I got chalk once in a while, that was a, it was a good day. I, I'm with you on that one. So, Rachel, I'm curious do you see anything from your childhood, the things that you would play, the ways you were creative? Do you see any of that transfer into the adult that you are today? Well, I'm definitely creative still. I actually do still, I cook a lot, like way, like my girls will say, mom, other people don't cook like you do. And so, and their friends come over to eat all the time. That's kind of like, you know, the big Italian culture that I grew up with. We celebrate everything with food, but I have used cooking to teach my children a lot of life lessons, even as they started to get boyfriends, like when they come over, I will give them a recipe and you know, they're not allowed to be alone in the house together, but I'll just, you know, sit in maybe the living room and just kind of see how they do when they're following a recipe and trying to cook together. So so I think there is that creative element. You know, I also paint and do a lot of uh, and write, you know, so there's a lot of creative elements, I think, still in my life. Yeah, yeah. So. Pretty much everyone I ever talked to about this can see traces of God developing something inside of them as a child that they're using today in their life. And so, you know, childhood is a great place of development, but there's other seasons where, um, you know, professionally, I mean, you've talked to me about your podcast, like you've developed this podcast, you've worked really hard at it, you've taken, you know, feedback from people and you've you listen to God, like all those things. And so this is a great way to see how the Lord has done this in your life. 
And so in the book, I do ask readers to look back on their childhood a lot. And I know for some people, this is painful, but there are even the painful places. We can also see traces of what God has us doing today. Like, for example, we see this transition point with Moses, kind of a pain point from his childhood was that he grew up in a palace where he was taught to hate his very own people, the Hebrew people. And so at some point, Moses decided that's not who I am and that's not what I want to go into this next season of my life. And so he made a decision. It was I will not say it was a good decision, but he made a decision to kill an Egyptian that was beating one of his Hebrew people. And that is where we see this big transition point for Moses. And so he steps into the second season, which is the season of separation. And this is a hard season for us to walk through. It's when God literally separates us from something that we were to help us become something that we will be. And so Moses experiences this when he has to flee and he goes out to the desert and he's out there for 40 years. And it was a long season of separation. And, you know, right now in this season with our boys, we're in a season of separation. It's really hard to not be physically with them, to still be their parents and making decisions for them and to not have them right in front of us. It's a very painful, long process of separation. So then we see Moses have that encounter with God where he has that moment with the burning bush. And we see that this is where he steps into season number three, season of cultivation. So Rachel, do you like to do new things? I feel like you do. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I love to do new things, right? And so some people hate it though, right? Like they love to just do the same thing, eat the same thing every single day, go the same places, don't change anything about their house. But there are times in our lives where God's saying, hey, I'm doing something new and we got to grow and we got to change and we got to do some developing that goes beyond that last season. And so cultivation can be a really exciting season. It can be hard. We see with Moses, you know, There were multiple times where he was so frustrated and he was ready to give up and he quit and all the things. But ultimately, he did follow through with what God had assigned him. And that leads us into season number four, which is the transition season of being finished. And this is the one, Rachel, that the season that I think a a large people have connected to so far, um, because we don't really talk about finishing seasons well. There's kind of just like this point where we transition and all of a sudden we're in a new season. We're like, oh, I didn't even know that was over. Or we quit, we give up, and we don't talk about finishing well. But despite Moses' disobedience to God was striking the rock with water when God told him to speak into it, Moses was still a man that finished his season well. And because he finished well, we're able to learn from him today. And that's a beautiful legacy that he left. Wow. Yeah. There's so much of that that I can identify. And even in the development stage, like I create things from scratch a lot of times, you know, and but even beyond that, I I recognize like probably in my life that maybe I've gone through this cycle and then it started over. Like, mm-hmm. do you find that? Because if I'm thinking through, you know, who I was when I was younger and the assignments that, you know, I've been in ministry, I'm always going to be in ministry, but the assignment has changed. And I think if I'm looking at when that assignment has changed, it's like this transition whole process has started over. And so I can recognize that in my younger self. And then even in the season I'm in now, 
I'm in, I think I'm in the season of cultivation, but it was almost like a second development season and a second separation season. So that's super interesting that it could even, you know, repeat in our lives. Well, and also, Rachel, you could go from finish to cultivation. You could go from separated separation season to finish season. Like, I mean, it really can jump around. And unfortunately, like with Moses, it's a great way to walk through his life. But our life doesn't pan out like Moses's life. And so we have to know that when we're studying this, that our process with God might be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, what I wanted to ask you about was the survey of women that you did that were in different seasons of life and how those seasons, like you said, they change. But what was anything interesting that you discovered when you were talking to them? And, you know, maybe what are the feelings that you have in common or that you saw were common between each other as you talked to them as they were facing different kinds of transitions? Yes, yes. So this was one of my favorite things about this project. One of the things I really like to do before I sit down and write a message, after I've kind of sniffed it out in the scriptures and I kind of have a general idea of where I'm going, I like to talk to my people and I like to hear what God is doing in their life. And so I sent out a survey and several hundred women filled it out And basically what I was doing was I was just trying to find the common thread because, you know, I have young women that are connected to me all the way up to retired women and even, you know, older women. And so a lot of women in different different circumstances in life. But Rachel, the thing that was so fascinating to me was the young college girl who had just graduated from college and had this degree that she wasn't sure what she was going to do had the same emotions and feelings and questions that the woman who had finished her corporate ladder career climb and was ready to retire had. It was the same thing that she was feeling. The stay-at-home mom who was sending kids off to school for the first time was feeling the same things as a woman who just experienced a divorce. You know, other women were sending kids off to college, those same feelings, the same emotions as someone who was starting a brand new job. So it was just incredibly interesting to me to see that as women, sometimes we look at each other and we're like, well, I'm not in the same season as you of life. And, you know, we don't have the same circumstances, but really transition does the same thing to our souls. It makes us start asking questions like, where do I belong right now? Like, who are my people? Who are my friends? Why do when I look into the future, I'm just not seeing anything Why do I feel like I just can't land somewhere? Like all of those questions and those feelings, every woman experienced them no matter what she was going through. Wow, that's super interesting. And I think, you know, that is such an indicator of how this book is a necessary message that that the Lord put on your heart for a reason, because this idea of transition, it's kind of a universal (laughs) insecurity in some ways that we need to understand from scripture and what what God's heart is for us in those seasons. Can you talk a little bit about the Bible study that you have that's included in the book? Yes, yes. So I'm a Bible teacher at heart, and but I'm not your like deep theological Bible teacher. I don't want you to think that. I just like to meet with women and just kind of meet them in the midst of their busyness and say like, let's just open the word of God. Let's just see what God can teach us, even if we only have 10 minutes. And so in the book, one of the things I was really passionate about was that we included these mini Bible studies because the story of Moses, oh my goodness, I could write five Bible studies on his life. Like there's so much. And we, I mean, we just barely tip the iceberg in this book. 
it is just, I mean, there's just so much. So yeah, at the end of each section of the seasons that we talk about, there's a mini Bible study that readers can go through and you can either do it with a group or you can do it by yourself. But they're just some really basic questions for you to go read the scriptures a little bit deeper and then just answer some questions to help you process what the scriptures were saying. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, you know, one of the things that as we kind of close our time together today, one of the things that I always like to do and ask our guests to do is to pray for our women that are listening. We have some men, too, but it's mostly women. So I think I would ask, like, what would you say to the woman that's in transition right now that, you know, like like you just mentioned, there can be a lot of different reasons for the transition time and a lot of different seasons that we're in. But I think that common thread is these common emotions that we have throughout all of them. So if you would maybe close us out by both just speaking to that woman that that's there right now, and then if you would, if you wouldn't mind praying for her as we close out our time together today. Absolutely. I'd be honored to. I would say this in the space between no longer and not yet, you still belong somewhere. And God is in that in-between space in your life. And he wants you to grow. He wants you to cultivate. He wants you to let go of what needs to be let go of. He wants you to finish things well. God is not a God who quits on us and we can't quit the things that he has called us to do. And so you can find where you're supposed to be right here and right now without waiting and wishing for that next season. And you can also find purpose right here and right now. A lot of times in long seasons of transition, it can start to feel like you're just wasting days. But the Lord always redeems everything that we feel that the enemy has tried to steal from us. And even if you've wasted some time and you feel like the days are just going by too quickly and so much is gone, just trust that God has stuff for you right here and right now. So today's the best day to do that. So let's just pray right now and just ask God to meet you in this space in your life. Father, thank you so much for Rachel and just for the way that she creates conversations for us, Lord. I'm just so grateful that we could hop on here today and just talk to each other about transition seasons and to talk to all of our friends that are listening right now. And God, I just specifically pray for that woman who maybe woke up this morning and said, I just feel so lost right now. I just pray, God, that she would begin to understand what season that she's in right here and right now, and that she would embrace this process of working through this with you, Lord. I pray that she would, don't, like, this is the thing about books, like, just open up the Bible. Pray that she would just open up the Bible and study the life of Moses and see the encouragement of what can happen when we decide to get behind uh, one of our biblical heroes of faith and just learn some lessons about where we're at in our life. I just pray that you would give them the courage to do that, just to open the word and just let you speak through your, your word to them right now. And God, I do just pray that I'm sure there are thousands of unanswered, what feels like unanswered prayers right now, where people are waiting and they are just holding on on a piece of thread right now, waiting for you to take them to that next season. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would be the God who fulfills every God assignment in their life and that they would believe and trust in this process with you and that they would not lose hope today. And that today would be a day that they feel just a little bit stronger, a little more steady and a little more able to step into this place where you have them right here and right now. 
God, we thank you for this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so thankful for you and just even your obedience to in the midst of this, you know, you got a lot going on and you're still taking the time to pour into others. I'm so thankful for your obedience to him in that way. And I'm going to be praying for this book. I think this is a message that a lot of women need to hear. So I'm going to be praying that it gets into the hands of those that need it. Can you tell us how listeners can find you and, and follow you and get a copy of your book? Yeah, so I'm super easy to find on the internet. I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, so Facebook, Instagram, a uh, little bit on TikTok, not too much. I'm not sure about it over there yet. And Twitter as well. And you can head to NikkiCoziars.com. And I also have a podcast that I put out probably not as consistently as you, Rachel. Maybe I need to learn some lessons from you. <laughs> uh, but it's called Lessons from the Farm. And we have some great conversations about what God's teaching us in all of our seasons over there. Wow. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thankful for you. Thanks, Rachel. Hey, friends, as we lean into a new month and we continue to learn and grow together, there's a couple resources I want to make sure you know about so you can take advantage of. The first is our Patreon page, and the link for that is in the show notes. And on the Patreon page, we have a couple things. We have a dedicated space that is for discussion, for asking questions. You get easy access to me where we talk about things. We hold each other accountable. There are resources that go with the show, like a journaling prompt worksheet download for every single adult show. We also have family discussion guides. And what's really been neat about those is that on the kids show every day, I talk about the same content that's on the adult show, just taught in a way that kids can understand. Then the family discussion guides create an environment for you to process that information with your children. You can use that at the dinner table or even as part of your devotional routine. There's some suggested prayer and activities and things to help you connect that content to the appropriate age for your children. So all of that is on the Patreon. Also, there's some prophetic words, extra videos, transcripts, all those kinds of things. The second is on our website. If you go to shehears.org, there's a shop resources page that has my Bible studies that I've written, links to different journaling Bibles, note-taking Bibles, all sorts of resources to help you grow. And then also on our website, we have the coaching section. If you are finding that you need some spiritual direction or life coaching, that is available for you as well. And that's really good to help you process what you're learning. If you're feeling stuck, if you need to work through something, if something just isn't sitting right, or if you want to teach this content and you need to help develop a plan, I'm available to help you do that as well. Again, all of these are resources to help you grow in your spiritual life and hear God's voice more clearly. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going. Keep going.